We are Anthem Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For all the info you need, visit anthemforall.org and follow at Anthem Church Chicago. Great. So I, I felt it would be helpful because now we're getting all trained up. We're all ready to just explode with prophetic utterances. I can just see you all sitting there just going, give me a microphone. Let's go for it. And... Um, and so we're going to probably express our propheticness, our awesome propheticness, in different contexts. So you might express your propheticness in your home group, or you might express it in a prayer meeting, or you might express it on a Sunday morning and saying, oh, I'm feeling this and this for the church. There's different ways, or it might be somebody that you're encouraging. And so the fact is we know why we prophesy, we know that we can prophesy, we know how we hear God, um, we know that we can hear God, we've just seen that in this exercise, but now it actually comes to the doing, the doing work of actually prophesying in a context and over people. And uh, so the one sense is, uh, I had that picture of Star Wars, um, and you know he's got that green sword that he like, whoa, 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 it's amazing, I just love that sword. And, but if you, put, if you put that thing in a, in a two-year-old's hands, he's just going to cut off someone's head, <laughs> and there's going to be lots of blood all over the place, and it's Star Wars blood, so it's green. Um, so there's just lots of blood, and it's messy. And so there's just certain ways that we can release the voice of God that keeps it less messy. Um, and so sometimes in our enthusiasm and our, man, I've got a word, I can hear the Lord, and I love seeing people's eyes just go, I actually got it right. That's amazing. Let's do this again. <laughs> and so as you do that again over people in different contexts, there's sometimes ways that are just helpful, firstly for that person to receive it, so that they in a place where they're going, okay, I feel safe, I feel loved, I feel protected. Um, and sometimes in a bigger context, it just it helps everybody in the room as well as the guys that are leading a meeting. And so um, what I want to call it, I really just call it like helpful hints for the, for the prophetic. Um, and so what I want to say is just the less weird you keep it, the better. Okay, so weird does not equal spiritual. Weird does not equal uh, like more accuracy. So just keep it real. Keep it in the voice that God's given you, the real voice. Um, no, like lots of S's and spits are not going to make it um, any better than what you do. And so when people just feel like it's authentic and it's real, it's way more palatable. And so just keep it real. Keep it in your voice. And what I want to say is sometimes we want to add to things. And especially in a meeting context. So if you're in a prayer meeting or a home group, that is not your moment to shine. Like we just go, okay, I'm going to take 15 minutes and download my prophetic awesome revelation. So be, be um, aware of the context that you're in. And so sometimes, yes, if I'm, if I'm having coffee with you and I'm saying, I want to encourage you in this area, we can chat about it, I can pray for you, we can go for it. But if I may be at a prayer meeting where we're all praying together as a church or we're in a home group setting, you know, I always say to guys, just be able to summarize it. In, in summary, what is God saying? And try and sort of put it in three points at max. And just go in your normal voice, say what you saw, what you felt, what you thought, the scripture that you got, give it and leave it. Um, sometimes we feel like, so we've, we've had some context where guys have words and we've, we've released it, but then it's like, can, 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 can we keep the microphone back now? Can, can, don't be that person. 
<laughs> just don't be that person. <laughs> All right, so keep it short, sharp. Uh, just respect the environment you're in. Um, this is not a prof like your prophetic moment. You are just coming to bring a helpful tool to the bigger context of what's happening. All right. So, um, yeah. Oh, there's so much I want to do. Uh, respecting the person, you need to realize when you're prophesying over somebody, they will have a lot of fears, generally, if they're not comfortable in this sort of crazy church environment. Um, they haven't had prophecy before. Just realize that people sometimes have this thought, which I see people hiding away all the time. They think you're going to point out their sin. They think you're going to go, oh, Eloise, we know what you've been watching. <laughs> Hallmark. Yeah. Those Hallmark Christmas movies are not for it. So just realize that make someone feel safe. Make them feel like, you know what, I'm for you. I just felt, say before the time, I just have something to encourage you with. I have something that I just feel like the Lord wants to express his heart of love to you and then give the word as opposed to, can, can I talk to you afterwards? feel like the Lord has something for you. You know, it's like, oh, my word, can I just get out of here really quickly? So, um, yeah, the, the other thing is be careful not to be prescriptive. Um, sometimes we have words. There are things that we don't need to, we are going to leave it to that person to work it out with the Lord. If we are bringing a word on a Sunday, we're going to leave it to the elders to decide what to do with that word. And so often phrases like, you must, and you, you need to, and you should go and do this. Um, there's a sense of commanding people to do something. Um, and so use, use words more like, I, I feel like, and leave what they're going to do with it and how they're going to outwork that to themselves. Because sometimes when we put like, so Bex, I feel like you need to move to China and I, and I feel like this needs to happen and you must move here and you must do this. Like she's like going, oh my word, do I have any choice in the matter? So always leave room for choice, leave room for people to work that through and just say, I'm feeling this, um, I release this to you, I'm putting it in your court, this is what I'm feeling or thinking. Don't jump to interpretations too quickly. So we want to like get the word. We want to have the full interpretation, the timeline. Sometimes all God is saying is just, this is what I feel. This is the picture I saw. They will interpret that with the Lord and with people around them. So you don't need to interpret for them and join all the dots and give them the strategy as to how they're going to do that and when they're going to pack their house up. Um, so don't feel, don't manipulate people and so that they don't, that they feel forced into doing something. Um, Then in the, in the person that you're praying over, um, there is sometimes, and this is going to be very real for many of you, especially if the Lord starts using you in this gift more often, is that people will come to you and they want you to prophesy specific, something specific over them. And it's called expectation. And so I live in a world of expectation. So I will go into context, into meetings, into churches, and I can feel the weight of expectation. I can just feel like, me, 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 me. Like they're wearing their biggest hat, the brightest, whatever. And <laughs> there's just this expectation, prophesy over me, say this to me, this is what I want to hear. And it's so easy to fall into that, especially if you're a people pleaser. 
So I just want to keep Steve happy. I know what he really wants to hear for his church. I know what he really wants to hear for his family. And so that expectation and that pressure on you to be able to just give what God gives you. That's all you can do. Don't feel pressure or expectation to fulfill something, to do something, to say something, to, to dress it up, to embellish it, to make it sound more impressive. Just keep it real. Come and share what you have. And sometimes we want to make the word more significant than it is, whether you are prophesying in a meeting or a home group or a prayer meeting, because, wow, that sounded amazing. And therefore, I'm amazing. And so there's something of... Our identity being so solid in, you know what, I'm just coming to be obedient to Jesus and I need to have integrity that I just gave what he gave me. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, and so just come and give what you have. It just keeps it real. And so on a Sunday morning or a prayer meeting, I know it's going to sound amazing if you add all that other stuff to it, but it's actually not Jesus. I'm just trying to build a reputation for myself. And so it's just give, I've been like mid-word, and God just says, that's enough, thanks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but, but, but this could, and he, no, that's enough. I had a friend of mine, it was just after a meeting one day, we were praying for each other, we were in a group and a team, and we were praying over her and encouraging her, and I got this picture, and I gave her the picture, and I saw she was like, obviously it means something to her, but I felt like, well, that doesn't sound, imp I'll just be really honest with you, it didn't sound impressive enough, so I thought, I'm going to interpret this picture for her, and I started telling her all about this picture and what I think this picture meant, and halfway through, I just did not have that, like, this is the Holy Spirit anymore, <laughs> and I just said to her, I'm so sorry, I'm going to stop because I think I've gone a little bit further than I should have. And she said to me, yeah, you didn't need to say any of that. I knew exactly what the picture meant straight away. So I'm going, Thanks for telling me. I really appreciate that. And so um, there, there is something of just giving what you have and not embellishing for the sake of our own identity and our own significance. And that is something you're going to have to fight in that area. So um, don't be swayed by expectation. Uh, bring whatever you have with a, a humble and a submitted heart. And so sometimes there's just a sense, well, like I felt it, Bex, so you should just receive it and do it. And now she doesn't do something with it and she doesn't do what I feel she should have done with it. There's a sense of, now I'm just coming humbly with what I have, what I saw, what I felt, the scripture that I got. And I'm coming and I'm coming in submission to submit that to you. You don't have to take it. You don't have to do anything with it. All I'm doing is being obedient to what God's called me to. Once I've released that to somebody else, whether that's a leader in the church, whether that's somebody, whether that's your home group leader, whether that's in a prayer meeting, and people don't put a sign up going like, boom, boom, amazing word. Now, actually, I'm just coming and just submitting it to you. So I come, I have been in meetings multiple times, like in a prayer meeting or a, a church meeting, and I come and I'll just go, so the equivalent of our Steve at home, which is Richard, I'd go and say, hey, Richard, or one of our elders, this is what I'm feeling. And they're going, uh, thanks, not this morning. Okay, this is great. This is so embarrassing. I'm just going to walk back to my seat. And right then I can get into the like, oh, it wasn't, and it's not personal. It's just it wasn't meant for that moment, wasn't meant for then. And you know what? I've done what I've needed to do. I've come, I've been obedient, but I bring everything in submission to somebody. So the person, if I'm giving an individual word, I'm submitting this to you and there's no expectation to you to do anything with that. 
It's just what I'm thinking, feeling. You go and you work that out with the Lord and leaders in your life. If I'm in a home group, I come into the home group setting and I go to the leader of my home group, hey, I'm feeling something. Would you mind asking for permission to, if I could share something? You then share exactly what you got and what you told the home group leader. You don't share and then add on five other points that you never shared with them. So have integrity, share what you have and say, hey guys, I'm just submitting this to you. You guys do with that whatever you would like to do. And then you leave it there. You are the mailman. Have you, have you ever had a mailman come to your house and put a bill in your, post in your post box and then come to you the next day and just go, Bex, did you pay that? He sends you a WhatsApp. You know that bill I put in your post box last week? Have you paid that bill? You know, your electricity is going to be cut off if you don't pay that bill. No, he just comes and it's like, here we go. I've done my job. Here's the mail. Off I go. And so there's something of that. I know my role. I know my position. And I know what God's called me to do. And so I leave that. I'm quite happy when I go into churches tomorrow when it's more corporate time together. I'll release in submission what I feel God is saying to the church, maybe the season. I am very happy for Steve to get up that morning tomorrow or next Sunday or whenever he feels like it and just go, you know that stuff? Or yeah, maybe those two points were great, but that other stuff we as an eldership, we don't really feel like we've connected with that. I'm 100% with that because I come and I submit. I'm not just saying I'm submitting. I'm actually submitting. <laughs> and I'm saying, you guys do with it what you like. Do with it. If you want to, if not, that's great. If you want to say that was, we agree with that or you don't agree with that, that's awesome. All I've done is I've come and been obedient and I've submitted that which I've brought to those that are with me. So whether you're doing it individually with a person, whether you're doing it in your home group, whether you're doing it in a pre-meeting, pre whether you're doing it in, on a Sunday morning, whether you're doing it in business, wherever you do, always come, I say, come in low. Don't come in like, I am the prophetic voice for this moment. <laughs> you know, just come in and say, you know what, this is what I've got. This is what I feel. This is what I think. Don't dress it up. Don't dolly it up. Just give it the way you get it. And then say, it's up to you to do with that what you feel to do with it. All right. So come in humbly, whether it's in the church, home groups, small groups, or individual. Um, what do you do... If you get one of those <laughs> pull dark dreams, you know, it's like you have a bad dream about someone and you see snakes and it's always snakes in a good bad dream. <laughs> you know, there's snakes or there's spiders or you walk past someone and you feel something not so great. It's not like strengthening, encouraging, building up and comforting and edit, you know, like edifying. What do you do in those? And I have a lot of people that say, sure, I just, I keep getting these dark words, you know, like like, hey, I'm like more connected to Jesus because my words are dark and they're not light. And I'm saying the first thing I would say, are the majority of the things you're feeling dark or are they light? So if you are always feeling dark, you're always feeling a negative word, you're always feeling like, I feel like I need to tell this person they need to sort this out. <laughs> I'm always having a dream about snakes and the python and the whatever spirit that wraps itself around your leg and whatever. If that's all I'm ever getting, I'm going, I actually would question what's going on there because Jesus says he mostly came in the sense of bringing light bringing encouragement that's why the prophetic is there not to point out other people's issues and judgment and so yes there are times for that where God will give you maybe warning words or corrective words and just saying like you know Steve, if you keep doing, you know, interpretive prophetic dance, it's like not going to end well. And 
you know, people might leave the church. You know, if you have that type of word, <laughs> there's ways to do that. And a, a public forum is not the way to do that. And also, it's not always the most helpful thing to tell the person themselves. And so if you are feeling something that's a little negative, maybe a little off a corrective word, just something where you're going, I'm concerned, you know, you're just feeling, and it might be from a great heart, it's not the majority of what you're getting, it's the one every now and then type of word. The best thing to do with that is actually to take it to the person, to the person that's in leadership over that person's life. So it might be an elder, it might be a home group leader, and actually just say, you know what, we'd love to invite you into this process because what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the mailman. I'm going to come in and say, Steve, stop it. The Lord says stop dancing. Stop doing prophetic, it's, it's hurting people's eyes. So they are. <laughs> so as I say that, I'm like, I'm the mailman. So once I've done that, I'm going to go, okay, well, I'm finished. My, my role is finished. What does Steve need in that moment? He actually needs some pastoral counseling. He needs someone to walk him through that. And so the fact is, me coming in prophetically is not necessarily the gift that's needed. The gift that's actually needed is pastoring. And so what happens is I go to the person that can actually pastor them, that I know loves them, and I say, you know what, I've just had this feeling, I've had this sense, I'm, I'm just concerned in this area, what do you think? And then that person goes, okay, great, leave that with me. And I go, great, I'm going to leave that with you. And they take them out for coffee and they go, so how's your marriage and how's this going? And then that comes to the fore, there are some prophetic questions, <laughs> and that comes to the fore and they say, okay, I can help you walk that out. So can you see like more corrective warning words are not meant for public, I'm just going to drop the mail and go. Now actually, more corrective, prophetic, maybe warning words or corrective words are meant to be worked out pastorally, not always prophetically. So the prophetic might open it, but it's the pastoring that's going to take it to its, to its fruitfulness. So these are just some like tips and tools for you as you go along. I, wonder, I don't know if you've had this a lot. Uh, we have had it on occasion. Is that sometimes people feel to do prophetic things. You know, so you feel like, um, it's like in, in the book of, was the book of Acts when they tied the belt around, you know, the waist. There were some prophetic actions or they needed to strike the rock or there were some prophetic actions that went with something prophetic. Now that's called prophetic demonstration. There's definitely a place for that. Um, it can be powerful if it's Jesus. Otherwise it can just be weird. Um, so if you feel like you need to do something prophetic, there's a prophetic demonstration or you feel you need to do something. And I love doing that. I love to creatively and visually sometimes express things. Can I say, do it only under the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. And so there is a sense of, you know, sometimes the Lord will tell you to do something or whatever. Just do it in that, that context. But now what happens is if you saw on YouTube that some other church did that. And they went around with white hankies and they did a whole lot of stuff and they threw things over people or they did whatever or they poured grape juice out on the front of their church's carpet, newly laid carpet. And, you know, you see stuff like that and you think, okay, well, there was something spiritual on that, so let's try and reproduce that. Anything in the prophetic, just take it if it's real in the moment. And don't like it all weird and like we're going to do it because someone else did it and there was fruit on when they did it. Not, not necessarily the same in the moment. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's not something that happens a lot, uh, but it does happen. So those are just some prophetic tips that just helps keep it non-weird, keeps it non-messy, keep it in submission to whoever 
is in authority in that moment, whether it's an individual or in a church capacity. Just give it like you've got it. Don't try and reproduce the weird to make it more spiritual. So those are just some of the things. Make sure it's recorded if you can or write it down. And the reason I'm saying record it or write it down is not for like some major spiritual reason. It's just really practical. And so sometimes I have found in our church, in lives, in people's lives, they get prophetic words. Churches get prophetic words. Married couples get prophetic words. And you know what we do? We, we write it out and we so like parat and we go, is parat a good word yet? Not, nobody knows what it means. Um, you just so uh, proper and you like write it out and you do the whole thing and you stick it on your fridge and you have it framed and it's on the inside of your Bible. And every time someone looks, you go, look at my prophetic word. It's like, See, Steve, I'm amazing. Do you know we're going to get a house? <laughs> God's got a house for us. And, and we just show everybody. And it's like, oh, no, no, someone prophesied over me. And I had the anointing of Catherine Kuhlman. Do you know, like, Benny Hinn is going to be reincarnated through me. Like, that was the prophetic word. And we use it like an identity badge. Like, this is like my, 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 my spiritual credentials. And it's like you show them your prophetic words from the last 20 years. And so much is lost. And then in 20 years' time, you have a whole lot of disgruntled people sitting in churches going like, false prophet. Like, who was that woman that came to Anthem like 20 years ago? What did she know anyway? And we start blaming people because in the church things aren't happening or in our lives things aren't happening. But can I say that the prophetic is not, con it's not unconditional. So you can go into covenant. Jesus, uh, God made covenant with a very, like a handful of people in the Bible. And that was when he made a covenant, it was going to happen. But prophecy is not unconditional. Prophecy is conditional on how we partner with what it is that God says. And I've seen so many really sad situations where people are going, oh, this is my life. And we talk about it all the time, but we're actually doing nothing to walk in the direction. Or oh, this is what God's called our church to. And we're going we're gonna to save the lost and the city is going to come in and nobody's evangelizing. I'm just going, well, how's that working for you? you know? <laughs> so there's something of partnering with our prophetic words and a lot of times we use our, our pro prophetic words as identity badges and actually we should be using them as manuals on how to live so the prophetic is literally just saying hey guys so there's been this word about like discipleship and stuff I, I, I'd suggest maybe you started meeting with some people <laughs> you know actually have something to say to them actually have something to bring them through like actually there's a prophetic anointing upon your life and so it would be really helpful that prophetic training we're having on Saturday it would be really helpful if you went to that um, actually, the Lord's called you to preach the Word of God, and so it would be really helpful if you started reading the Word of God um, and actually knowing it. And uh, trust me, I've like heard people say, I can't understand why no one's giving me an opportunity to preach. And I'm like, well, how many have you written? No, none, because they haven't asked me yet. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> There's a sense of faithfulness as we partner with what it is that God says. Sometimes the, 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 the Holy Spirit comes and prophetic utterances come and people come with words and they're going, oh, we want you to. So Leanne had that word about stepping out. Now you can all hold her accountable and say, like, let's step out, Leanne, because that's not going to just happen because she's going to sit there and just go, I'm, I'm sure some spirit's going to just come and overtake me and I'm going to pop up from my seat one day and just prophesy. Now, actually, she's, there's going to be some decision that she's going to have to make. So I'm choosing to partner with this word and actually work something out. And so I love giving prophetic words, but sometimes I'm just going, man, so much can get lost because we don't actually know how to work with it. 
And so in the time left, I just want to quickly give us some pointers that would help you. So if you've received a prophetic word and trusting you will receive a prophetic word, as a church, if you receive prophetic words, the first thing is that is so important is interpretation. So I have prophesied over people that I can remember what I've prophesied. Like it's written down. It's recorded. It's been multiplied in triplicate <laughs> and duplicate. And people, they'll listen to it now, and then all of a sudden they're making these decisions. And I'm like, going, sure, that's a very interesting decision. Like, do you, do you want to explain why you're making that decision? And they're going, yeah, well, you prophesied it. I'm like going, totally not what I said. <laughs> like, completely not what I said. And so what happens is we must understand that, in, that prophecy is subject to interpretation. And so that's why it's so helpful to have other people help you interpret your word. Because where you are right now, you are going to see that word through that lens. And so you're just going to see what you want to in that word. You're going to say, oh, you said you said this and you said that. Oh, you see, you know, like, Steve, look, this is what they said. I'm going to preach. So when am I on the roster? You know, like, no, actually, now let's look at interpretation and see how interpretate. Because two people can look at a word and that's where you need the help of others. If you don't remember anything else that I've said this whole weekend, I want you to remember, other than Steve's prophetic dance, I want you to remember <laughs> his prophetic spasm. If you, the prophetic, and I want you to say this after me, the prophetic is never worked out in isolation. The prophetic is never worked out in isolation. Repeat after me, and I am not the exception. <laughs> All right, so Jesus made us to be in community, in family, together, and together we work out and we walk out prophetic utterances, prophetic words, prophetic destinies, giftings, and callings. That's the way. And there, and in that space, we don't make it. We don't make um, mistakes with interpretation. And so in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9 to 12, it says, "We know in part, we see in part, and we prophesy in part." And so if you've received a prophetic word this week or in home group or wherever, you are only getting a part of it from somebody. You're only seeing a part of it. And community and family helps us see the rest of it and the work of the Holy Spirit in us. I'm not going to give you any examples. The other thing to understand about the prophetic, this is how the prophetic works. So this is this weekend, and you might have received a prophetic word. And you're like, yes, she picked me. I am highly favored and you are not. <laughs> Don't lie, you're all thinking that. And everyone else will oh, get a prophetic word. So you get a prophetic word and you just feel like invincible. You're just going, I'm going to raise the dead. I'm going to like see all this stuff. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have gifts. I'm going to look whatever. And off we go. And you are standing on a mountaintop. When you receive a prophetic word, it's a mountaintop experience. As a church, as an individual, wherever you get it. And it is showing you another mountaintop. So you're seeing like, oh, that mountaintop. When Anthem's doing that and I laugh in five years or ten years when I'm walking in that gifting. What are between two mountains? <laughs> A lovely little valley. It's called prophetic process. <laughs> and if we don't understand prophetic process, somewhere around here we are cursing the prophet. <laughs> Stupid woman. <laughs> she like built faith in me. I was all false. <laughs> and we're cursing each other and that person in home group, what do they know anyway? That cheetle? see you. And we start cursing everybody else instead of understanding prophetic process. So in prophetic process, what happens in prophetic process? The word is tested. 
So it's like, oh, you are going to be a millionaire and you are going to um, just plow finances into the kingdom. Do you know what? Next month, your business goes bankrupt. You're going, who's that woman? Like, I hate her. What did she know? Like my bank business. Jesus is going, I just wanted to make sure that money wasn't your idol, that you were quite happy with it and without it. Now I can trust you with it when I give it back to you. And then we're going to sow it. So that's prophetic process. You see, prophetic process was like 20 years ago, I had like all these awesome words about being prophetic and going around the world. And it's really not that glamorous, just by the way. And I'm going to do all this stuff. And I was like, going, oh, this is so amazing. Until I hit the prophetic process. Like my elders telling me, that thing in your heart, you need to sort that out because that's not going to help you or anybody else. I'm not going like go away I don't want to hear that and they're like going you know what you need to get over yourself and you are way too insecure to have this gift right now it's going to kill you if you don't get over yourself and I was like going really like this is terrible I'd go home it's like what do they know anyway you know we do this thing okay I'm going to pray about it okay Jesus you're also saying that okay I'm going to do that so I've had to do like some journey stuff I've had to do some heart work my characters had to be like thrown on the floor stamped on <laughs> resurrected and like we move to the next mountaintop if we don't understand prophetic process we're going to lose a lot of it the word will be tested because God is more interested in his relationship with you than he is in your destiny so he wants to know actually that that thing is not more important than he is. And so when he takes me through the process, I'm like, oh my word, I've got no money for this. Like no one's listening to me. Like nothing's happening. And you're going through this process. As you're going through this process, what does it do? It keeps me dependent on him. And I don't get identity and security from all the other stuff. So that when I get to this mountaintop, I'm more like him. I can sustain that which he's called me to. I've got things in the right place in my life. Does that make sense to you? So understanding prophetic process. Great story to read. Um, the story of Joseph. I think it's sort of Genesis 37 through to the early chapters of 41. Joseph gets that amazing word. Like everyone's going to bow down to you. He's like, he's like, yeah, everyone's going to bow down to me. It's like, whoo. And then he goes into a pit. <laughs> then he gets put into jail. He gets accused of a whole lot of stuff. Through that prophetic process, eventually he gets to the place where he's ruling in Egypt and he's given authority, but he knows how to handle it. He was full of pride there. He was just like going, oh, you're all going to bow down to me and I'm going to be the number one son. Whereas here he realized I have a nation to feed because he'd been through a process of humility. All right. Interpretation, process, responsibility. Don't you love that word? It's like going to the gym. <laughs> it's like those two words, discipline just doesn't work well. We have responsibility to see what God's called us, stewarded well, and to do what we can with that. And so I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but walking out day to day, being faithful and obedient, and positioning yourself in the small stuff so that God can steer you along the way. We have responsibility. So whatever it is that God's saying over your life, what he's calling you to, whatever his destiny is, whether he's spoken to you individually, actually we have responsibility to work with him and partner with him. Uh, fourthly, just timing. The biggest mistake I've ever seen around the prophetic is on timing. So guys just miss timing. Out of, not out of a bad place, just out of enthusiasm sometimes. Like, oh, great, this is amazing. It's called presumptive faith. 
presumptive faith. We can have real faith and we can have presumptive faith. And presumptive faith is where I presume that this is God's timing and I presume this is the way it's going to work and I presume that this because this is what I want. And so timing is important. And once again, we're going to say together, the prophetic is not worked out in isolation. And I'm not the exception to the rule. And so timing is worked out in community. So like, hey, Stephen Debs, I've had this word about moving to China. And, you know, this is this great word. And we're going to go and save the lost people of China and feed whatever. And... So we're so excited, and we just, we, we're going to put our house on the market, and we're going to resign. <laughs> and you're just going, whoa, okay, let's just, let's just back the, the, the lorry up a little bit. Let's just back up the truck. And go, okay, let's look at this. Right now would not be a great time for you to do that. We just feel like there's some things in your life that you maybe need to get in line and in process before that happens. We maybe see that happening in like five years' time, but now is not the greater. Oh, okay, I never thought about it like that. I thought I just had to do it straight away because God said it. Now, actually, God puts us in community so that we can work things out like timing. Um, can I say that there, I want to like stone whoever came up with this. I'll just bring them up and throw rocks at them. Because <laughs> it has caused so much. You can see I have an issue with this. I'll deal with it with the Lord. I'm going to have an inner healing session afterwards. But I just, I've always felt like there's this like, well, a door opens. So surely it must be God. And I must just walk through it. Do you think the enemy is not able to open a door to you? It's called a red herring. I've had some amazing doors open to me. And if I just thought, well, the door's open, let's go. I've had this amazing job opportunity. I'm going to get more money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go here. You know what? And Jesus is like, I'm so not in that. Did you think to ask me if this door is open because I opened it for you? And so an open door does not necessarily mean it's Jesus. So always inquire of the Lord and inquire in community. Guys, what do you think? Is this an open door you think we should walk through? Or is this an open door that's not for now? Jesus can open them and close them, but so can the enemy. And so we just need to keep that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so, uh, I love the community part. Mm. Um, I am a big isolation person. Mm. Uh, but I, I wondered, like, what about if, like, God has given you, like, a word to be obedient, like, right now, mm -hmm. um, in the moment, and you feel like it is from God, do you think that that is still, like, a... Uh, yeah, good question. Yeah, so where do you act on it immediately and where? So for me, it would be the type of word that you have. So if I'm going, like I'm feeling right now, sure, I need to drive over to Steve's house and encourage him and just say, okay, brew, I just felt to come in. And brew is such an opera. It's not coffee brew. It's like brother. Hey, brother, I've just come to your house to encourage you. That type of word, I'm like, absolutely go for it. If you are strengthening someone, you're encouraging them, you're building them up, you're edifying, absolutely go for it. But if you're getting like, Steve, you know, it's a more predictive word or it's a more um, sort of, like directive word, um, that, that's the type of things that I would normally bounce off people. I'm not saying you must do that. I'm just saying that's helpful sometimes. Or I'll take someone with me and say, hey, just I thought I'd, we could just bounce this off. What do you think? Um, you know, so where it's going to have like massive impact on people's direction, decisions they're going to make, you know, those types of things. So it's more connected to the type of word that you're bringing. So the immediate, and I want you to be obedient to the voice of the Lord right where you are. I'm talking about words that are more directive and bigger. Their consequences are bigger, if I can put 
put it that way, where it's like, man, God wants me to encourage my colleague or have a word of knowledge or pray for someone, go for it straight away. Don't, then I'm saying go for it. But I'm talking about more, your bigger, more weighty words that have a greater sense of con, uh, consequence, uh, to, if that makes sense to you. Good. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. And then just lastly, in Proverbs 15, verse 22, it says, Seek the counsel of the wise and the godly. And once again, this is just about... I've been in many contexts, especially in first world country, where you use the word authority, people think control. So you see authority, you want me to be under authority, you want me to submit, that means someone's going to control me. And that's not biblically at all what it means. So when we speak about submission or authority, it means actually coming into a safe place where people are for me and they want to help me to walk into what God has for me. And it's a safety place. Authority, biblically, is a safe place. Authority is not a controlling place. And so for me, I love the fact that I'm part of a local church with a local eldership. I, send, I think they get sick of me eventually. It's like, hello, it's me again. Um, it's like, can I just bounce this off you? What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? And it's totally not, I don't need their permission. It's not like I'm waiting for the tick. I'm not waiting for that they're going to control and spoil my fun. It's just I'm coming to say, hey, guys, I realize God has put me in this community. And I, and I, I realize that God has given you an anointing as shepherds to love me and see my future. I know you for me. We are just in this together. We want to see the kingdom come and so when I go to them I'm like going hey this is for my benefit this is actually so not about you this is all about me this is one time when it can be about you this is for me this is for my benefit I can only benefit in this situation I cannot lose and can I say there have been times in my life where I've gone I pretty much submit everything they've actually going Chanel you can choose your own cereal uh, no I'm just kidding um, there is like something of I just want to submit it because there have been times where I felt like I'm like the prophetic mountaintop mountaintop like I want to sell the house and move tomorrow you know and they're just going like mm, no, could you just hold on on the second with that and like in a few months or a year's time I'm going oh my hat if I'd made that decision and gone on my feelings, I would have been in a sackload of trouble. <laughs> and so I've just seen the benefit of that relationship. And so that's why when, when I say we work this out in community and God's given us people around us that love and care for us, that have been given an anointing to see that upon our lives and can save us a lot of heartache. And the people around us have been called to help steward that which God has. So there's an anointing that these guys have to be able to help you walk into your future. And I think we sometimes just plain right derm not to use it. <laughs> it's just like it's there. And so God says, that's why he says, call it. Um, I'm going to give you one illustration, then I'm going to land. Uh, so I was um, working for a pharmaceutical company, a big American company, and uh, I was given an incredible job opportunity. Um, I'd only been in with the company for six months. Um, it was just everybody was surprised that I got the promotion. It was this massive door open for me. I would have moved to Johannesburg, which is much bigger than where I come from. And um, 
I would have moved to Johannesburg with this. I would have been in a marketing position. And because of that, I would have taken uh, doctors around the world to different conferences. So I would have got to travel. It was like awesome. I was just going, the Lord has spoken nations over me. And, and seriously, I've had words about nations since I like, got saved. The first, I was saved for six months and people prophesied nations over me. So I was like, this lines up with my prophetic words. I'm able to go to nations on their dime. Like they're going to pay for it. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to connect with unsaved people. I mean, I can bring the kingdom, it just looked like amazing on every single level. Yet there was firstly something in my heart that was just going, oh, I'm not sure if this is the right thing. I went to the, the eldership team and I said, could you guys pray about this? This is the opportunity that's come. I want to just do this in community. Can you give me your, you know, what you're feeling? They all prayed about it. And I just got like this resounding, we just don't think it's, we just don't think this is a God door. We actually feel like you need to turn it down. But my prophetic words said all of these things. I was like, stop spoiling my fun. And they were just going, we love you, but we just don't think this is the right thing. And I, and I, deep in my Noah, Noah, you know, that little Noah part of you, I just knew this is not right. And I woke up and I phoned. They thought I was, they thought I was nuts. I just said, no, I'd like to stay in my little small town job. <laughs> just like, it's great. Thanks. Leave me here. So I said, thanks for the opportunity, but I'm going to turn it down. It is the best decision that I ever made in my life. I would not be doing what I'm doing today if I'd taken that position. It would have taken me away, just my busyness and schedule would have taken me away from a lot of the things I got to experience because I didn't have that schedule. And so for me, I have firsthand experience again and again. That's just one of many. Uh, we have submitted things. We have allowed people to speak into my life. Sometimes they're not nice stuff. They're not like, I don't want to hear that. Like just people nose with a rubber hose, tell someone else. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to hear that, you know? And I was hard at the time and I needed to uh, process that. But I've just seen again and again the benefit and, the, and the, the beauty of living out our prophetic calls and destinies in community. It helps us with interpretation. It helps us with timing. It helps us with that, that valley of process and the, from the pit to the palace story. Um, it just, it's a gift that God gives to us. And so, so draw from the community around you. Draw as you exercise the gift. Draw as you receive the gift. Uh, draw on it as you together as a church move into the, the prophetic, the destiny that God has over your life. Yes. So you like, you did that whole thing with your mic. And I, I was just joking. So joking. Describe to us what was happening there because you were looking over everybody and then you pinpointed on someone. Someone? Okay. Good yeah. question. Yeah. I was just, that, that was just a funny. <laughs> There's nothing spiritual about that. <laughs> I'm not being weird. Um, yeah, so sometimes I just need a, a time, like sometimes I'm teaching and then I've got to like switch modes a little bit and like, okay. And, and sometimes for me, there's, it's just, um, there's a sense of, it was something of what I shared right in the beginning. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, it's just a, a feeling or a, a, like a bubbling up from the inside. And so I'll look around and I'll just be drawn to a specific person. Like I'll just feel like, okay, there I need to pray. And I generally don't have anything when I start. So um, I literally will just see someone and I'll go, okay, Jesus, what do you have for this person? Um, so that's been a faith journey. It wasn't always like that. I wanted to have everything. I'm a ducks in a row type of girl. I was like, the Lord has a sense of humor because I can't prepare that, you know. So for me, I'll just have a look and then I'll say, okay, Lord, can I step out? What is it that you want to do here? So sometimes there'll be like a little thread and I'll just pull on that and then I'll feel like there's more. And sometimes it just hits and then uh, that's all I have. So, yeah, if you want to call it that, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, you guys are all still good. Yeah. 
sometimes it's also to know what to what to release when. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this morning. Father, I thank you for hearts that are hungry. I thank you for hearts that are prepared to risk Lord Jesus. And uh, yeah, I just want to say again and again, I mentioned it on Wednesday night, Jesus, that we do this all to see your kingdom come. We, we learn to hone our gifts. We learn to pray for healing. We learn to pray for others. We learn to prophesy. We learn to function in, in the gifts that you have so freely given us. But it's all to see people saved. It's all to destroy the works of the enemy and te- bring people into a beautiful way to live with you in relationship. And so, Jesus, we, we put aside all our agendas. We put aside all our insecurities. We put aside all our fears. Lord Jesus, because ultimately we just want to see your kingdom come. People saved, people free, people whole, and people living in their destiny. And so, Father, we pray that we would, in a sense, get over ourselves in what we need to do. We would give ourselves to whatever you've called us to. And Lord Jesus, we... Wherever we, when we get involved in the process, just to remember this is not about me. This is about seeing your kingdom come in other people's lives. To see your kingdom come in other people's lives, Lord Jesus, in a glorious way. This is so not about us. And Lord Jesus, I pray that we would always keep that at the forefront of what we do. I thank you. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the well of the, of the prophetic that they have dug so deeply. And it's so easy to minister into that context because there's faith for the prophetic amongst them. And I just pray that that would grow and grow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To stay up to date, follow at Anthem Church Chicago and visit us, anthemforall.org. Anthem Church, all of Jesus for everyone.